Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey everybody, Derek here from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We have kind of a different episode this week. If you looked at the time, you'll see that it is much shorter than our normal episode. Uh, but my co-host and partner in crime, Greg, is unavailable this week because uh, he has some responsibilities to get to out of town and whatnot. So um, things are a little bit in flux at the moment. The next couple of weeks are up in the air. We will be back to our normal routine. I can promise you that just a few weeks from now, but uh, the next couple of weeks are going to be sporadic as far as uh, what we're going to cover, what the episodes might be like, that sort of thing. Uh, I might bring on some some friends uh, to, to talk about some other stuff that's not Mechbaugh related, but we will be back with the Mechbaugh. We've got um, some fun stuff lined up for that. But one thing I did want to cover, um, and I, I tweeted about this on the Star Trek Dude account, my, my Twitter account, and I got a little bit of interest, so I figured, why not? Why don't, why don't I talk about this? So last weekend, I was uh, attending uh, Wizard World Tulsa. I was brought out as an official moderator for the convention and got to moderate some cool panels. Um, did some different things, moderated for some celebrities, did some discussion-style panels, costume contest stuff, all that. And it was a really, really fun time. But what's relevant to this show is the Red Shirts and Runabouts panel that we did, which was creating the ultimate Star Trek crew. So this is something that you may have seen before at other types of conventions or heard other shows do. But since I was the only host of the show who was going to be able to go, I needed something that was interactive with the audience. And so we built the ultimate Star Trek crew. So there's always caveats to this stuff. It's difficult to really be precise and exact without getting into too much you know, pedantic detail and, and semantics and things of that nature. So we have uh, the following positions we, we covered. So we have a counselor, communications officer, operations. We have a wild card slash non-officer. Um, we have our helmsman, chief of security, which is also tactical, of course, our chief engineer, our chief medical officer, our first officer, and our captain. And uh, lots and lots of characters were eligible for these conversations, not everybody. So, for example, for our chief of security and tactical, we did not include Tasha um, just because, you know, she was in less than one season of the show. But because of the counselor category, there's only really ever been two counselors. We did include Esri Dax, even though she was only in less than a season. Um, herself but we wanted we didn't want it to be just a default to uh, Deanna Troy so we wanted to have that conversation now I'm sure some of you Discovery fans out there and if you listen to the show you know that we are Discovery fans here on Red Shirts and Runabouts um, I did include 
Discovery characters in nearly all of these categories. I even went so far as to include Dr. Kolber as the CMO, the chief medical officer, even though he's not the chief medical officer. He's just a medical officer, as far as we know currently on Discovery. Um, and I included both Giorgio and Lorca in the captain category. I did not include Burnham as first officer. I did include her as the wild card non-officer. Um, and I'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't watched the show, but there's a good reason for that. But I included Saru as the, the first officer character there, for example. So, um, I'm sure some people got left out. We, you know, Nog was not included, you know, because he of course becomes an officer later in the show. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to go over that, the rules kind of real quick. And basically I, you know, had a presentation. I showed the characters who were up for, uh, debate for that particular role and we had a great conversation about it it was a lot of fun I, I had a really good time and um, I just enjoyed it and it shook out a little bit differently than I thought to be totally honest um, I'll preface this by saying there are no discovery characters who won out and that is because sadly aside from myself only one other person in the audience had actually watched discovery um, so uh, you know, there wasn't really a way to have that conversation without spoiling a bunch of things. And certainly people who hadn't watched the show are not going to vote for that character. So nobody from Discovery was really um, discussed in any significant detail, uh, which is a little disappointing to me because I, I really am really happy with the show and I, I love the cast. So anyway, to get to it. Um, so for Counselor, there are, you know, of course, just two options, Deanna Troy and Esri Dax. And we ended up going with Troy. Um and uh, the the best argument that I really heard for that was that Esri really spent a lot of time trying to figure out who she was, figure out how she was going to handle the symbiote, and didn't really act as a counselor as much as she acted as you know other roles on the ship and being a friend and having her issues with Worf and you know that that type of stuff. So so Troy went out uh, for counselor for communications officer. We of course really only had two there as well, which was Uhura and Hoshi. And surprisingly Hoshi Sato, uh, won out that conversation. And, uh, for what I thought was good reason as well, she really had to work with a universal translator that didn't function most of the time or in some cases at all and had to, uh, translate on the fly with the view screen on in front of an alien. And, Ohura didn't really have to do that very much. Um, yes, in the Kelvin timeline, she can distinguish Romulan from Vulcan. But again, in Star Trek V, she's looking up Klingon in the dictionary. Um, you know, but Hoshi really had to, to do a lot of it on her own. And I think she's an underrated character. So that was cool. Um, under Ops, we had Data. I feel like that's fairly self-explanatory, not super shocking. For our wild card, so we had uh, four characters available for our wild card non-officer. And that was... Uh, Guinan from TNG, Neelix, and Seven of Nine from Voyager, and then Michael Burnham from Discovery. And of course, like I said, Discovery characters were not discussed in real detail. So the real conversation actually came down to Neelix and Guinan because we thought that Data and Seven would be a little redundant, um, and we wanted to kind of spread our abilities and knowledge a bit by that point. So we probably would have picked Seven if we had not done Ops already. But we ended up going with Guinan, and that was because she uh, she has a great deal of experience. She's been alive for centuries. She can kind of exist out of time and reality, um, which you know has been very advantageous in episodes like Yesterday's Enterprise. And clearly, Picard trusts her 
beyond his 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 own self in a lot of ways. Um, and additionally, Q is afraid of her, and we thought that that was really interesting and and something we'd want to explore more. So we went with Guinan, whereas Neelix we thought was you know good to have a backup cook, great morale officer, good person. He'd be a good traitor, something the Federation doesn't really have much of by that time period. But we went with Guinan. For Helmsman, uh, this one was kind of a surprise to me. We ended up narrowing it down to Tom Paris and Jadzia Dax. And uh, Jadzia, of course, you know, most of the time isn't really acting as a Helms officer. She acts a lot more just as a science officer, um, which is fine. But, uh, you know, we I really thought we were going to go with Tom just because he really shows to be the best pilot throughout the shows. Um, and we, we talked a, you know, a little bit about Mayweather, but didn't, that didn't get very far. So we actually ended up with Jadzia, which I thought was really interesting. And that was cool to, to have Dax along. You know, we wanted to have the experience of her, you know, previous hosts and all that good stuff. So for chief of security, probably surprising no one, we ended up going with Worf. Um, we, we did talk Tuvok quite a bit, you know, because of his strength, his logic, um, those types of things, but we decided to go with Worf simply because um, we all love the character of Worf. We love Michael Dorn. We love the, the, the Klingon culture, the honor, the, the fighting styles, all those types of things. And it was almost unanimous just to go with Worf. For Chief Engineer, this one was really fun. We had a, a really good time. Uh, we really narrowed, talked about Jordy, Balana, and O'Brien for this one. Those were really the big three. And... Uh, Jordy was actually kicked out of that conversation kind of early on, and we narrowed it down to just Milana and O'Brien. And we did that because we really appreciated their non-Federation experience, the fact that they could fix other ships that were not Federation ships, that they knew how to do things maybe outside of code and regulation when you know it was called upon and required to survive. And that's why we ended up with O'Brien, because being on Deep Space Nine, not only could he repair a Cardassian station, um, basically rebuild it almost himself, but he also had to service any ship that came in there, whether it was Cardassian, Romulan, Klingon, Ferengi, didn't matter, uh, Bajoran, of course. And so this is a, an everyman, you know, the only enlisted man in Starfleet is the joke. So that was really cool. So we went with O'Brien. For the chief medical officer, we ended up going with the EMH doctor from Voyager. Um, not really a lot of debate on that one. There was a little bit of talk of Bashir, but someone pointed out uh, notably that a lot of the time he was getting help from other people like Jadzia for the science side of things. Um, and we thought that the Dr. EMH, of course, has so much experience and knowledge from so many people. With the mobile emitter, he can go in environments that other you know, carbon-based life forms can't go. So there's just too many advantages there. For First Officer, I thought we'd have a much deeper conversation about this one, to be honest with you. And we really didn't. Everybody just really wanted Riker. Um, Spock was brought up by really only one or two people, and that was the whole conversation. Uh, I threw a couple of other names out, like Chakotay, you know, just to kind of have some some more in depth discussion. But we went with Riker, um, really on his loyalty, the fact that he stayed as an XO on the Enterprise for 15 years. He was not looking to jump ship and use that as a promotion opportunity. He was really trying to be the best first officer he could be. He, you know, really wanted to be there for Picard and the rest of the ship, and we really respected that. We also didn't want to split up Troy and Riker since we had Troy on the ship. So, all right. So we have Captain. Our Captain. Man, I really felt like this was going to be just the drag out, you know, throw down conversation. Um, Kirk was ruled out 
almost immediately by people. And one person had a really interesting point that I, I really liked, and it was that he would want Kirk to be the captain if we also had Spock and McCoy, because he felt that Kirk needed McCoy and Spock to be his conscious, to be his balance, to be you know on his shoulders, you know, telling him the rights and wrongs of things to do, and that he'd be a little too unhinged by himself. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. We really uh, we talked about Cisco a little bit, but thought maybe he was just a little too chaotic at times, you know, a little too aggressive. We weren't looking for somebody quite that intense. And we actually ended up with Janeway, who, for those who listen to the show, know that I love Janeway. And while I want to grow up and be Picard, I want to serve for Janeway. And she, you know, will get everybody home. She puts her crew first. She she doesn't uh, compromise her ethics, her morals. She wanted to stay Federation. She wanted to stay true to herself. Even when they were trying to get home, they still tried to to be the explorers that they are, the scientists that they are. And she is a scientist at heart. The conversations that she has with Balana and later Seven are in-depth science conversations where she is helping fix things, not just save the day, you know, but also be part of those conversations to come up with ideas. So there you have it. Counselor Troy, Hoshi, Data, Guinan, Jadzia, Worf, O'Brien, the EMH Doctor, Riker, and Janeway. So I thought it was a really cool ship. I thought it was a really fun, a little TNG heavy, right? Um, with one, two, three, four, five, six, if you count O'Brien, uh, six crew members from TNG, whereas we only had one and I guess a half, if you count O'Brien from DS9, one Enterprise, and two from Voyager. Nobody from the original series nobody from discovery so i thought that was really interesting but uh you know we we had a really fun time a really fun conversation and uh i hope to do it again at later conventions and, and things of that nature so i hope you enjoyed that little little conversation that little bit of information and uh, i'd love to know what you guys think about your ultimate crew uh who you'd want to have under these positions uh hit, hit us up at red shirts pod on twitter um you can uh Find us at heroespodcasts.com. Red Shirts and Runabouts is on Apple Podcasts. It's on Google Play, anywhere you can drop an RSS feed. Reach out to us. Talk to us. We love to have these conversations. And uh, we will be back. We will have some kind of episode next week, I think. Uh, I'm not sure what that will be yet. So if that comes together, great. If not, you know, please stay tuned. We will be back as soon as uh, Greg gets... Uh, back to his normal routine all right so thanks everybody for tuning in i am the star trek dude on twitter come follow me come talk trek and other nerd culture stuff um you can also find me on screen heroes which is our movie tv podcast which we do live tuesday nights and is also available on itunes and google play and all that jazz so we'll catch you guys next time red shirts and runabouts is part of the heroes podcast network the show is hosted by myself gregory bosco along with jeremy munkin and Derek mayer the theme song is by Flying Killer Robots. You can find us as well as other Heroes Podcast Network shows at heroespodcast.com, as well as on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Google Play, and anywhere you can use an RSS feed. Follow us on social media at Heroes Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. And you can also email us at contact at heroespodcast.com. Engage. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.